Welcome to Marvelous, a podcast that explores my journey into a universe that my husband loves and I know nothing about. I'm your host, Rochelle. And I'm your co-host, Jay. After getting sucked into WandaVision, I had a lot of questions. And I had to do my best to answer those questions. Come with us as I gain my vision of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and ask my husband a thousand questions. So, the other thing that happened over and over again, which, like, also, the only so the only thing I know about Bucky before I, all of this started was that Bucky was a Hydra agent. That's the only thing I knew. And that he went to Wakanda and he lost an arm. That's all. And he grew his hair out and, like, lived in a hut. So, and was called, like, the Golden... White, white Wolf. White Wolf. Yeah, White Wolf. Golden. Okay. I don't know. I was going to say Golden Eagle, and I was like, no, that's not right. So... I'm like, yeah, right? I don't know. He he only had one arm, so he'd be kind of lopsided if he was flying. But So there were, especially in this back half, there were so many kind of callbacks to role reversals with Bucky and Captain America, Bucky and Steve, that were hilarious, where we saw all of these situations continuing to happen, and Bucky would say, basically ber- verbatim, the lines that Steve said in the first half of the movie, uh, where he especially like, and I think it really started with, uh, with Peggy coming in looking like a snack and, and her and Steve having an exchange and him just Bucky just being like, cool, I'm invisible. Is this how you felt before this? (laughs) And then, As they kind of went through the movie, um, he says, especially on the train, he was like, oh, I had him on the ropes. Like, he says something like that. And that's, like, exactly, that's, like, from the first five minutes of the movie or ten minutes of the movie. Yeah, and where he's going to be I missed anything. that one. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, where he's like, oh, I had him on the ropes. Um, and when they're going to do the, the big scary zip line onto the train, and he was like, is this, are you getting me back from that one time when I made you do the zip line on Coney Island? And he's like, I don't know why you would think that. <laughs> um, so there was a lot of those callbacks. And so now I have no idea what the fuck happened to Bucky. Because Bucky fell off this train. We kn- I know Bucky is somewhere because there's a fucking TV show about him. I know he ends up in Wakanda. So, like, where is Bucky? When is he coming back? What happened to him? How does he become a fucking Hydra operative? Yeah, you have so many. And also, what fucking timeline is he's a Hydra operative? Like, like, this has already ended. Like, where? Is that an alternate timeline? Oh, I don't know. So, I know I I now have 18 more movies to get through this. Oh, Kitty. (laughs) He is not pleased to be trapped in the office with me right now. Oh, yeah. So yeah, I'm I really uh wanna know what the fuck happened to Bucky. Because I don't know where Bucky is. Bucky fell off a fucking train and what the fuck? Where is he? When is he coming back? How does he become a hydro operative? And why how does he end up in Wakanda? I don't know. Yeah, there's so many dots to connect for you. It's almost like you have an entire decade's worth of movies to watch before you have the answer. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's yeah. obnoxious. Once again, you have a very unique perspective where I'm really excited to see these dots get connected for you. So, like, people who watch, like me, like, I Bucky 
the fact that Bucky reappears was not known to anybody. Because mm, oh, because he just he yeah, fell he off was, a train and he's right. dead. But you know Bucky reappears, but you don't know you you know A and you know let's call it Z. X because you don't know Z because you have to watch Falcon Winter Soldier. But okay. there's so many things that have to connect for you, and I think it's going to be really interesting to see you react to each piece and how it connects. I cannot wait for you to watch Captain America 2 and Captain America 3. You're going to go through so many emotions. Well, that's the other fucked up thing is I've seen <laughs> clips of Captain America, like in all, and fucking watch Mojo or whatever the hell we've watched. I've seen the clip of him flying the plane, looking at Peggy into the fucking Antarctica. Like, I've seen that so many times before. Oh, yeah. And then when he gets on the plane, I was like, motherfucker, this is the fucking plane. This, <laughs> this is, is happening. <laughs> I was like, this is the scene. I was like, this is where he's about to die. She kisses him. Also, generals, the general, I can't remember his name, his one-liners throughout this whole the movie. The colonel. Colonel. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking hilarious. Yeah. I he, got how likable Tommy Lee Jones is in this movie. He's like, yeah, I'm, so I'm not about fantastic. to kiss you. I'm, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not about you. to kiss you. What are you waiting for? <laughs> and because he, he starts off as a complete fucking asshole. And then, like, halfway through. he's an asshole. Oh, he's just sort of gruff military guy who, like, wants the traditional macho dude. Right. Jay said he reminds me of my dad. A little bit. Give him that. Yeah. The Absolutely. Yeah, the demeanor is very similar because he doesn't say a lot. Just the dry ass. Yeah, what he says and when he delivers something is very dry but impactful and hilarious yeah. at the same time. That's very reminiscent of Gary. Mm -hmm. He's still skinny. Like, <laughs> yeah. Fantastic timing. Like, I yeah. love it. <laughs> Tom Lee Jones is built to play characters like that. Jeez. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. That you, I think you said in the first uh, first episode that you knew him pretty much from like Men in Black, and he plays yeah. he's the same character. Like yeah. he's he's the same identical. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not. It's actually not that far off in No Country for Old Men either. Like it's. Yeah. He doesn't say much, but what he says, the way he delivers it, it's very impactful. He's a man of few words, but yeah, love it. It's too good. But yeah, you you almost cried. Oh, uh, I did. Yeah. Um, I'll just wait. Jeez. <laughs> but so, but before that, right? Like before he actually hijacks the plane. Um, so we have this really cool sequence as he's like fighting everybody and getting into, he's like, we're just going to knock on the front door. Right. Because also previous to that, like he's so angry because he can't get hammered because his metabolism runs so fast. So he can't dull his senses with alcohol. So instead he's like action. We're yeah. just gonna fuck everybody up. Well, hey, so, his best friend was presumably killed dead. by Nazis. Yeah. Yeah. So as he's going through it by himself, my first thought was, is he trying to get captured? And then he does get captured. You're like, okay, he seems a little too calm about being captured. The zip lining through the windows was great. <laughs> yeah. It also strikes me as the kind of thing that would have worked without anything that came before it. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Like, wait a minute, you didn't do anything to to make that whole zipline thing work all of a sudden. Like, it just it just happens. Like, what? Right. <laughs> well, but did so? Did Captain America take out that many people leading up to his capture into the into the fortress that was 500 feet below the Swiss Alps to like I mean, make a sizable dent? 
Maybe, but again, importantly, this fortress that is 500 feet below the Swiss Alps has a window. (laughs) (laughs) It's very convenient. (laughs) And the window is conveniently in the office of the... It's the freaking lair, man. Yeah. Yeah. The lair has a window. Well, of course the lair has a window. Jeez. Um, It also looked very, like, I think Crimes of Grindelwald, I think they very much, like, copied that, because the the lair of Grindelwald in that uh is built into a side of a cliff, and one of the whole wall of windows is, like, facing a cliffside, which is then where I can't... Anyway, yeah, that's where the guy, like, blasts the side of the... Yeah. I can't remember his name right now. But anyway, so that seems like a very common theme for villains. Yeah. Also, I'm not sure if it's the setting or the action, but does that scene before Cap gets captured remind you of the opening of Age for Ultron a lot? Where he's running through, like, this snowy forest taken out. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I was like, oh, this is the first five minutes of Age of Ultron, just... Wait, so Hydra no. continues? Oh, shit. Uh, no, not really. But there's a scene in um, Age of Ultron where, like, they're running through a similar looking forest. It's not the same location. But they're Hydra. No, I'm comparing it to the forest oh, okay. and them taking out bad guys. Like, the scene looks similar because, like, they're literally running through a snowy forest taking okay. out bad guys, but the forest looks just like the opening of Age of Ultron. Rochelle, they're still Hydra. Now, <laughs> you didn't cover that Yeah, well. I shouldn't have been on that one. Okay, so then that, that makes more sense as far as, like, if Bucky gets kidnapped by Hydra people, then maybe he's held hostage and brainwashed. Okay. That was going to be my, that's that's my, like, wild theory for the rolling into the future was going to be, like, I have theories about Bucky. Yeah, well, you cut off one head, two more grow in its place, or God. whatever the fuck they say. Jesus Christ. Fucking wild. And because you brought up at least a Harry Potter-adjacent uh, franchise, um, I don't think you mentioned seeing Filch. I don't know the guys, I don't know the you yes. didn't even bring up seeing Filch. Like, you're oh all God. about the Harry Potter. You didn't even... I had him yeah, notes. talked about yeah, it. Yeah, we talked, we about, talked it about, about it as it was happening. Not in the podcast. <laughs> oh, okay. While we were watching it. <laughs> oh, my God. No, that's that like was... the one thing I was waiting to hear. It's like, oh, she's going to be so stoked we got a Harry Potter person making an appearance. Well, well he's not yeah. He's not completely unrecognizable, but Rochelle did ask, like, is that... Well, yes. Are you kidding me? He looks identical. He's the same. He looks completely yeah. identical. Well, yeah. but he also played the father in, or one of the, the bad guys in um, Game, Game of Thrones. Thrones. Yeah. Mm, that's true. Yeah. Um, yeah, we did have a whole discussion about that. It just yeah. wasn't recorded. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. All right. I got you. No, I completely, yeah, I completely forgot about that. <laughs> so I also just... I could not get over about the size of all of the, all of the fucking, like, tanks and planes and any, any of the vehicles that Ultra, not Ultra, geez, Hydra, Hydra, Mm -hmm. that Hydra created were just comically large. And I don't know why. So, again... I think it is 
a lot of it comes down to trying to build out the Hydra aesthetic in a way that yeah. is consistent with what people thought military technology would look like in the in the 40 or again people in the 40s thought future technology would look like but also put yourself in the position of 1940s like we actually had and by we i mean not us um like humanity had created weapons of war that were like that they weren't on like they weren't that big like they weren't they didn't they weren't actually tanks they couldn't move on their own they were like either built completely in place or they were built on railroads and moved on railroads like the soviets did it um i believe the germans did it too like it's because we didn't have rockets like like yeah. rockets were brand new technology at the time so if you wanted to you know bomb paris you know from you know the other side of the war you couldn't like launch an icbm you know no. right. you you build a giant fucking gun like it's crazy you can yeah. look, look this stuff up like it is insane oh, no, I, how big these things are like yeah. like they're comically large and they weren't very effective but like you could you could you know you could shell uh you know the capital of your adversary from i don't know how many miles away 50 100 whatever yeah it was it was like i think the ranges of those were typically like 50 miles yeah, yeah. they weren't they were something but they weren't super Right. But that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like it's 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 it fits with World War Two, you know? Like and it would again, I think it's cool, you know, instead of like what would it what would it look like if you introduced something like the Tesseract to you know, the manufacturing technology of the nineteen forties. Yeah. Yeah. That's kinda cool. Yeah. You know? It's no, really sure. cool. Um Yeah, it it was really cool because it also was very like aesthetically not super far off of like things that are like have been created. Like it was like vaguely familiar. Yeah. Um also but like the Batmobile. There was a lot of stuff that looked kind of Batmo like Batman esque. Like the, the underwater Batmobile from the first part was pretty cool. Oh with the kid, yeah. It very much yeah. reminded me of James Bond actually. Hmm. Yeah, which also isn't that far off. You're talking, you know, old school spies and MI6 and all that shit. Yeah, and I like haven't. I think my, I mean, well, I know my problem with all of these references and like the frame of reference that you all have is like I haven't seen most of these movies. Right. Like I haven't seen Band of Brothers. I haven't seen any James Bond movies. I like the stuff I know from this time period is from like the World War One, World War Two history classes I had to take. Yeah. Which is not theatrical. No. <laughs> no. No. Some next level horrendous. Um, I need to stop saying um. But Largest gun ever made. Gustav's gun. Built by the oh. Nazis. Had a range of about 20 miles. Didn't work very well. Jeez. I wish I could send you guys this picture so you could actually, like, look at how insane this thing is. But, like, it is, it's, I mean, it's just multiple Comically stories. Hard. High. Like yeah, it's insane. It ran on it ran on on a railroad, um, mm. so it wasn't. Well, that like, makes sense because then the discharge, right? Like, I'm not which, sure that was part of it. Yeah, the the yeah the recoil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. The recoil. I also know very little about guns, so that doesn't help. Um, it the whole closing scene. So the tesseract 
it's wild to me that Howard Stark was able to find the Tesseract. And Red Skull was absorbed into it, so then that... And also it looked like a different... Mm, I don't, so this is, I don't know. Like, that's my other thing with, <laughs> with him is it looked like he was evaporated or absorbed into it. It looked like another dimension opened up and he was sucked into that. So I don't know. I don't think he's dead. I think he's coming back. I don't know where Red School is. I don't know. I, I don't think this is the last time we'll see Red School. But because that felt very much like, when I thought Loki, I'm like, oh, Loki's gone. But I know Loki's not gone because of, I know that there's a show about Loki. That is so much more convoluted than you think. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll get we'll get there in 10 to 12 movies. Oh, fuck. Oh, but, no, so, not that many? I think it's more than that. Well, which part is convoluted? Loki or? Well, the Loki show. Oh, well, the actual, like, getting all the way up to the show, yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, my whole point was, like, things are not what they seem in these movies, especially with people's deaths. So I'm, anytime anybody, anytime anyone appears to have died, but you don't physically see them die, and even them physically dying, I feel like, doesn't mean they actually died. So... Until we know that they were like they actually died in the snap, like that type of a, a dead, um, like a didn't Vision didn't he die in the snap? Like that's from WandaVision. No, he didn't. No. No, he died because they he they yeah. mushed his his forehead. Yeah, you're thinking differently. <laughs> mushed his because because he mushed his forehead. <laughs> you're thinking because you know everyone who gets snapped comes back. Yeah, no, but it's the other way around. Okay, well either way, like, which I people who died in snap came back, but people who died not snap are dead. Right. Yes. Yes. There we go. That's what I was trying to say. So, again, it still continues to sound like I know nothing because I still know literally nothing, except that I'm going to be very wary of anybody that appears to have died because I don't think they've actually died until somebody tells me with 100% finality that that person is dead. That's right. Follow that instinct. Yeah. Yeah. That is a good instinct for these movies because that does happen quite a bit. Yeah. I feel like these fuckers just keep coming back. Once again, at least you're going to see it like months apart instead of years apart. Yeah. Because like y'all thought Bucky was dead and then I'm interested to see where the fuck he pops up because who the fuck knows. And also same thing with Red School because the looks y'all were giving me, I feel like Red School is going (laughs) to pop back again. (laughs) Um, So watching... Captain America, and again, like, him putting the plane into the Arctic was heartbreaking because I'm glad he got to, like, listen to Peggy as he appeared to have died, but we know he didn't die. Uh, I had seen that scene over and over and over again, and so coming to that realization, I was like, Jesus Christ, this is real. Uh, And... It gets realer. Jeez. And, well, yeah, because he's yet to find out that she's, I mean, obviously, I'm sure he thought that she's dead, because it's 70 years later, and Mm -hmm. she was in her, probably in her 20s or 30s, so, like, she's probably dead. But that's going to be horrifying to have to watch him realize that she's dead. Doesn't he fuck, like, her granddaughter or something? (laughs) (laughs) Isn't it her niece? Great niece? Something like that? Uh, Yeah. 
Yeah. Jeez. He does bang a family member. And then he goes back and has a full relationship with her when he comes I mean, back from the snap. They don't bang necessarily. I when he I think he <laughs> I said a bang, bang, bang any bang. Yeah. Um yeah, so I'm excited to Yeah, we'll see. discuss that when that happens. I'm oh, excited for you man. to Yeah. All of the freaking weird weird stuff is about to happen. It's not though. It's not gonna happen for another ten to twelve movies. God damn it. Okay. Yeah, it's a it's a slow burn. It's a Although very... I will say, again, part of the reason that this is my favorite movie is because all of the important shit happens in Captain America movies. If it doesn't happen in a Captain America movie or in an Avengers movie, it probably doesn't matter. Unless it's Avengers Age of Ultron, and then it almost certainly doesn't matter at all. <laughs> <laughs> and I know who Ultron is because of WandaVision. Yeah, well, kind of. so I but think I there are two, like, paths to, like, what you're saying. So I think they did a really good job at laying groundwork in all the Captain America movies, because you got Cap 1, Cap 2. Civil War is a Captain America movie, and a lot of exactly. have it there. Um, like, I think Civil they, War is basically an Avengers movie, though. Like, it is. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. Well, but, is Civil War the thing because of the mandates? Because yes. Wanda lost her shit and killed a bunch of people? Kind of, yeah. And then it's the people who signed the Moldovia Accords. Sokovia Accords. Sokovia. <laughs> Some generic but, Eastern European yeah, sounding yeah. name. Yes, yeah, so that um, is the basis for Civil War. But it, it's a little deeper than that. But sorry, what was the point I was making? Oh, the point I was making, you were 100% correct that a lot of important stuff happens in the Captain America movies. And I think later down the line, probably during the writing of Endgame or whatever plants are making for Disney+, Plus, that they are now retroactively making other films important. Because if you watch WandaVision, it makes the events of Age of Ultron so much more important than it has been in any of the MCU movies. Like, they, they're going back and making past events as important as Captain America films, where you can kind of tell that they deliberately did it from the beginning in Captain America, Instead of retroactively going back and trying to pull importance out of other events, it feels like. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I think I think that makes sense. I think it's. I mean, I think I would probably say a little bit differently that it's not so much that they are going back and, and retroactively making these other movies more important. It's that the groundwork for phase, you know, phase four, phase five, requires different elements than phases one, two, and three did. So like franchises that aren't all that well loved and characters that aren't as well loved, like, you know, Ant-Man, you know, Ant-Man is our gateway into the quantum realm. That's going to be really important. Uh, We know that Wanda is our gateway into, you know, whatever weird magic-y stuff, you know, the, I mean, the next, what is it, the next Doctor Strange movie is uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And so, right. like, you know, we're going to start getting into that kind of weird stuff, and we know that Wanda is going to be a character in that movie. So, like, we, we can kind of see the, the threads that they're they're starting to pull on that were introduced before because they're, right. these characters were introduced. But, you know, it, it just wasn't important in the first three phases. Yeah, of I the think MCU. so. Yeah, I think what I'm trying to say is with the Captain America movies, they don't have to remind you of why they're important, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, WandaVision had to remind us of why the whole Age of Ultron movie mattered. 
Right. Well, and that's the thing. And 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 I'm gonna. There's gonna be a whole a whole whole rabbit hole. Um, but <laughs> one of the reasons that I worry about future phases of the MCU is because I I think of and I think fairly of I think of Captain America as is really the the emotional core of phases one, two, and three of the MCU. Yeah. Like he, like Iron Man matters, but Iron Man only really matters because Robert Downey Jr. is charismatic, you know, like that's, that's it. Yeah. Like the actual, yeah. the plot, it is all built around things that come to the MCU through Captain America. It is all about this black and white good versus evil that Captain America can pull off better than anybody else. Like he's this obnoxious, self-righteous pseudo libertarian who like, for some reason we still love. (laughs) And like, he's just, he's just so intent on this, you know, good versus evil, right versus wrong. And it just works really well. I think in part because you introduce this character in contrast to Nazis. And that was the last time that the United States could credibly like tell the the self you know national narrative of good versus evil with any kind of credibility, right? Uh, yeah. And so he's sort of born of that era, and they they build the MCU around him, and he and so you've got this really strong character that talks about good versus evil. Where the hell do you go after that? Like Wanda isn't that character. Ant Man no. sure shit isn't that character. Doctor Strange, you haven't seen that yet, but I love Benedict right. Cumberbatch. But my God, he's not fun to watch like like <laughs> like i just like where yeah. do they go when they don't have chris evans when they don't have like this this very pure you know greatest generation kind of character in the middle of this massive franchise yeah we are I getting get way no. <laughs> way outside the scope of this movie <laughs> I, I, I really like that point but i also i don't know i think i have some I do get where the concern comes from. Um, I do have some hope, though. Um, but you're right. There's no moving into these phases. I don't see a like rock that the future phases can be built on. Um, I think a lot of it's probably going to be Tony. Um, we were looking at like the Spider-Man movies and things like that. Um, yeah, I don't I don't think there's a character. They might do it off events like obviously. They're doing a lot with the blip and the reactions to that or like the consequences of what happened in those five years. So I think events are going to play more to the foundation than actual characters will. Maybe. Yeah. No, I think I think I think that is that is certainly fair right now. They're going to need a core character that that you relate with, that you really love and you you care about. Right. Uh, but if fortunately, they're introducing a million new characters now that they're done with Endgame. So, yeah, we'll just sort of see who who is likable. Yeah, maybe it'll be Spider Man. Who knows? And, and all of yeah, no, it'll be Spider Man because they have to share Spider Man with Sony, and so they're gonna have to, they have to churn out. Spider-Man movies, and they're never going to let Sony run like the way Captain America movies turned into pseudo like Avengers movies, like they're right. really ensemble things. I don't think that Disney will ever let Sony do that because Sony still has a lot of control over that franchise, and so that's just that, not that is very true. Happen. Yeah, as lovable as Tom Holland is, that is not in his future. No, I'm nervous. 
I get what you're saying, and I'm trying to like I'm trying to go through my Rolodex of characters that they can do that with. And you're right, there is there's no one that is still I don't know, Thor's really likable. But also it's still not the same. It's not the same. And also like he's gonna have to stop being Thor at some point. Like he's coming up on his fourth movie. Like True. his fourth solo movie. He's the only one to get a fourth one. He is, yeah. Yeah. Well, as yeah. we're speculating, oh. um, I think that Red School is going to come back. Yes. I oh, yeah, your predictions. My predictions. And then we need unsung heroes and a rating. Yeah. Okay. Wait, are, um, you, are you trying to like keep us on some kind of plan here? Is that what's that Adderall's kicking in? Yeah. That's you want us to focus on something? <laughs> I no, reject I'm- that. Well, and also I think this is very fitting because when I think the I, Adderall hits. I think I think I talked for most of yesterday's episode, so it's fitting that I sit here and listen to the two of you nerd out. So um, about yeah, a lot. Isn't of stuff, this supposed to be a podcast about you and your your journey through the MCU? Yeah, um, but what's going to be great is whenever I watch all of these movies, or when I get through the movies, and as I remember the things, because I re-listen to our podcast episodes every once in a while, I'll, I'll hear things and I'll be like, oh, that makes more sense because <clears throat> I now know the context behind the stuff that you were talking about. Yeah. Uh, before we go into predictions, though, I do want to address the horrible pseudo-reality that they were trying to ease Steve into when he came back from being asleep for 70 years. It was so unsettling. The lighting was soft. It was the the woman came in and he was like, nah, bitch. Like, <laughs> I 100% know that something is not right here. And that was the weirdest way. Like, I understand what they were trying to do is like, oh, he, you know, went, went to sleep in the 40s. Like, we'll put him in a 40s looking room and have a familiar thing on the radio. But then whoever put that put that Dodgers game didn't check to see the date that it played which is, I mean, obviously that is an intentional rookie choice. Mistake. Rookie mistake. Yeah, some poor S.H.I.E.L.D. intern got fired that day. Oh, yeah. They were like, you just caused so much damage on this fake fake prison <laughs> and the hole in our wall and all of these things. And then that woman was real creepy looking. She looked like she was going to kill him. Well, she was probably terrified. Like, you have this enhanced human being. And she did she draw the short she drew the short straw that day probably <laughs> well I'm well they've been doing it for seventy years so can you imagine being the one person in the room when he finds out the jig is up well that's why she had the pen with the the emergency yeah but instead of him going at her he just went through the wall right yeah I I appreciate that scene because I think like for cinematic effect it was good like yeah. the yeah. first time you see it like it's really satisfying. Uh, that that reveal, I think it's more for the audience. Like the plausibility of it for the character of Steve Rogers makes zero sense because. I Wait, mean, was he frozen in Antarctica this whole time? Was it Antarctica or was it the north? Well, north or south. Yeah. Wait, so that I don't was know a, why he would be down south. Wait, so I don't. So fuck. What? So that was why he wasn't asleep. He was just frozen somewhere. Yeah, he was on ice. Oh, my God. So when they found the shield, they found him. Okay. Just putting that Sweet together. Sweet mother of God. <laughs> <laughs> Holy. Wait a minute. Wait oh a minute. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's the whole movie, Rochelle. That's, yeah. God. That's what. 
They, Fuck! I, I, so, I thought that they just found the shield, and no. I didn't know where he was. Mark's gone off the screen. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> I was actually, like, where did they find him? They never addressed him. Jesus we, Christ. We had a similar moment watching the movie. <laughs> because they're, they're literally, like, they're literally fist fighting on the Valkyrie for, like, a good five minutes. And Rochelle's like, wait, is this a ship they find in the beginning? Like, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay, so Man. I'm glad he cleared that up. Yeah, I'm glad he got there. Wow. Well, it's great. Like they even intentionally like so before he gets in that little like bomb ship kamikaze whatever. Yeah. Um, and starts flying around. Like he, he drops his shield and it drops on the on the bottom like on the floor yeah. of this you know, of the, the plane. And so yeah. I think you're supposed to see that and be like, Oh shit. That means that like they find the plane, but like, that's just a shield. That's not actually cap. But then like, right. you know, yeah, a minute, that. a minute later, he's back on the, on the plane <laughs> and picks his shield up. And you're like, Oh, just kidding. Maybe he is on the plane after all. He's been frozen in, in the ice all this time, but that was yeah. right. Yeah. Over well, because I was sitting here thinking like, okay, they went through and they already, they explicitly said in the burned out pub in London that they, they already like explicitly said that he can't die. Right. They were like, Oh yeah. Or not that he can't die, but that like he regenerates and his metabolism, metabolism goes faster and his, like his genetic, his cells have been affected to make him heal faster. So I was like, Oh, he's not dead. So if he's not dead, where the fuck has he been for the last 70 years? Okay. Frozen and nice. Cool. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Glad we clear that up. Yeah, Fuck. I yeah. didn't know that needed to be cleared up until you know. It's it... delightful. <laughs> Seeing the process of discovery and realization is truly a, a wonderful thing, Rochelle. Oh, I see uh... every movie, and it's super. It never gets old. Oh my god! At Love this it. point, you should just start recording it, and we can start using them as clips. Yeah, the only reason I don't do that is because I don't want to give too much away. Like, if we're watching a movie and I start recording you, you're, you're going to know, you. oh, some shit's going to happen. But I'm happen. not looking at you. I'm looking at the... Just record screen. the whole thing. Oh, God. God. Edit that shit. That would be yeah. horrendous. <laughs> okay, so thank you all for <laughs> clearing that up. Um, cool. So Frozen, not harmed, went to sleep for 70 years. Jesus Christ. Um, Nick Fury, that was a cool way to, like, reintroduce Nick Fury and have him be, like, stand-down soldier, because, like, he knew how to address him to make him, like, calm down a little bit and not, like, continue to run away. Like, where the fuck was he gonna go? Oh, Brooklyn, he's probably gonna go home. Try to find Peggy. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> You're talking about him like he's a, like he's a lost dog. <laughs> like, he'll find his way back to Brooklyn. <laughs> well, what if this is all actually homeward bound? Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> Maybe that's what the plot of this movie is—is is actually just Homeward Bound. Um, yeah. So again, I was kind of disappointed in the post-credit scene because, like, it's the trailer, and I've seen the trailer before. So, like, yeah. I think in comparison to the other post-credit scenes, it was a little bit of a letdown. But I'm actually gonna go back and like rewatch the trailer because, yeah, it's yeah. probably useful. But um, also, like, keep in mind, like, you, you like watching that post-credit that post-credit scene that is basically an Avengers trailer in the movie, like in the movie theater when Captain America came out, you yeah. would have been like, woo, yeah, yeah, they're finally doing it. <laughs> right. Dreams come true. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, ten years huge. later, that's not right. Mine. Now it's like, that's not what we're here for. No. Right. 
<laughs> but yes, at uh, the time it was. It was cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I trust you. Um, and my rating for this, I think I would, I like really, really enjoyed it. And I'd love to obviously hear y'all's ratings. Um, I really, truly enjoyed this movie a lot. It was very interesting. Um, I was the PG-13 rating with sci-fi violence. I was very concerned about because I was like, they're going to be fucking aliens. Like, why is it sci-fi <laughs> violence? Like, it, like, were there aliens that I didn't know about in World War Two? Like, what the fuck is Hydra? Like that. I don't know. So I and I was telling Jay this yesterday. I never watched these movies because all of the other action superhero movies, the few that I had seen before, were so graphically violent and suspenseful that I could not handle them. They were not enjoyable for me. I did not like watching them. So I stopped watching any movies like that. And I also think I just got into grad school and was like so overwhelmed and stressed that I stopped watching any new, anything new. Cause that's great. Um, and so I, but I, the action and the fighting scenes in this, I think are so well choreographed that it is enjoyable ish to watch. It is more, I can handle it better, and I really, really liked this movie a lot. Uh, I think I'm going to give this movie, like, a nine. Because hmm. I think I gave Iron Man 2 an 8-7, because I really liked Iron Man 2. But I liked this movie so much better. Uh, I'm going to do, like, a 9-2. I'll, I'll sit there. 9-2. A 9-2. Mark, what about you? You said I know this is your favorite movie. Oh Lord. <clears throat> so is this rating is this rating scale is like specifically like Marvel relative rating scale? Can I just like make that caveat that like Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Only I'm, yeah, I'm just giving it a ten. It's a okay. I mean it's a solid ten. It's the best MCU movie, hands down. Why do you think so? Although you've already, I mean, you've already said that, but like, yeah. why do you think it's because it's the basis for all anything that is important for the. I mean, it's it's the basis for the rest of the franchise, which I love, and which I started to like. Honestly, I I kind of started to get a little bit jaded um, around. I forget like. Ant-Man, Doctor Strange, like, yeah. more origin stories. I'm like, oh, my God, I don't want to do this anymore. Stop the train. <laughs> I want to get off. Yeah. But, like, by the time we got to Avengers Endgame, like, the way they tied it together, I know a lot of people were frustrated with it. A lot of people were like, oh, man, we know there, there are no real stakes here because, like, the snap in Infinity War, we know everybody's going to come back. It's like, well, it's a comic book movie. Like, you know everyone's going to come back. Like, right. we get happy endings for the most part. But the way they actually tied up the story, the way, like, they did justice to the characters, like, and, like, we talked about so much of it comes back to Captain America. It just, like, every installment in the MCU that references Captain America at all just makes me like Captain America that much more. And, yeah. and so coming back to the movie is so satisfying because you watch it and you just, you know, you get to enjoy remembering all the stuff that's going to happen, all the callbacks that, that this is the original reference for. And it's yeah. just, it's really satisfying from like, you know, a meta nerd perspective. And it is, yeah. like, I just, I don't know because, and I think I mentioned this before, um, I didn't actually like, Captain America all that much when it first came out. When it first came out, I was, I was like, 
like, I didn't, this is, meh, eh, I don't yeah. know. But Captain America really grew on me. And also, the more I watched it, the more I appreciated the, you know, the way they, did, like we've already talked about, the, the way the movie is designed, the way, it, like, it's, it's, it's the rare example of, uh, of an MCU movie that is, you know, set in the past. The 90s doesn't really count, uh, yeah. Captain Marvel. Um, like, it's, it's set in the past and, and done so well and just, it's just very, I don't know, it's just, it's really satisfying. Um, yeah. So, I don't 10 know. Out of 10. Yeah. Oh, man. What about you, Jen? Um, I will say I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would because my first time watching it, I remember not loving it. Um, I'm going to give it like an 8.5 because I do really love this movie and it actually makes me like Captain America that much more because it just reminded me of how much foundation was built on it. But I personally like older Cap so much more that it's hard for me to give this a 10 because I like the more weathered Captain America that you see in like Infinity War and Endgame. I like him so much more because I just I like anti-heroes and more like morally ambiguous characters like um, small tangent that I don't know if you saw I have a Prince robot tattoo from Saga now. <laughs> so like those are the characters that I'm more drawn to. And I think later in the MCU cap takes more of a I wouldn't say morally ambiguous, but his I believe the word you're looking for is libertarian. I think in Captain America becomes Rand Paul. Yeah. (laughs) I would say naive by the end of this movie, but by the end of Civil War and the beginning of Infinity War. He's Jada's fault. He yeah, he's much more weathered. He's dead. Fuck everything. Yes, and I like that Captain America more, which is why this gets an (laughs) eight point five, but I I definitely have a lot of I have a lot more appreciation for this film than I did ten years ago or nine years ago or whenever it came out. Ten years ago. Three unsung heroes. Um my unsung heroes are what did you call the what what's the name of the The, the Howling squad? Commandos? Yeah, the Howling Commandos. Yeah. Um <clears throat> Howling I Command- told you those are my unsung heroes. What the heck are you doing? No, so I'm going to say the Howling Commandos, in addition to uh, the, oh, I don't know. I had it and it left. Let's circle back to me. Good. Yeah. One of you go. Go ahead. Uh, my unsung hero, because I know obviously more about the future of MCU than you do are Dr. Erskine mm. and Dr. Zola. Okay. Okay. I'm actually going to pivot. My unsung heroes are all the flamethrowers. <laughs> yeah. Those pivot. are, those are my unsung heroes in addition to the howling commandos because the howling commandos had such a good, execution of how they used all of the fun weapons that they got to take from Hydra. So I appreciate that they could use the really sweet weapons and flamethrowers against Hydra. And the one nurse that's sent in with a panic button to wake Steve up. Yeah. Mm. 
Yeah. I have to go with because I've already talked about how much I appreciate the Howling Commandos and the Band of Brothers uh, parallels, which I'm assuming, Rochelle, there's just absolutely no way you've seen Band of Brothers. No. No. Is yeah. that the one with um? That's the one with literally everybody. Yeah, yeah but it because it's is that the it's like Captain there's a mini series? Wait, is yes, George Clooney in that? No. No. Okay, never mind. The dude from Friends is in it. Yeah. Oh no, haven't seen it. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, but that's basically what the Howling Commandos, at least in this movie, are, are kind of kind of riffing on a little bit. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, Stanley Tucci. Um, Hero because yeah. he's a national treasure and <laughs> he put out a video during this pandemic on how to make a Negroni. Um, and cool. it wasn't actually all that great, but it was delightful because he was clearly <laughs> toasted when he made it. Um, and he's just, he's a treasure. And also the line, his, his line when he's like in the barracks or whatever with Steve, um, and he's like sharing the sh- the, the schnapps, yeah. <laughs> and, and he's like, "Wait, what am I thinking? You can't have this." And yeah, and, 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 and Steve is Steve's like, "Oh, well, you save it. I'll, I'll have it after." It's like, I don't have a procedure. I drink it right now. <laughs> like you just yes, yes. So cool. I love it. Jane, I just want to give a big thank you to Mark for being our very first guest on Marvelous. It was an absolute pleasure to have you on. Thanks for dealing with us while we tried to sort out technical problems at the beginning and figure out the best way to do this. Uh, It was so much fun to talk about something you're really passionate about and learn a lot from you. Um, And hopefully we can have you back on sooner rather than later. So if everyone could leave a like or a comment or subscribe to show Mart your appreciation, that would be greatly appreciated. Uh, Please make sure to like and subscribe on all streaming platforms. Please, 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 if you can, hop on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star rating or any stars. That helps boost boost our podcast so other people can find it. We have hit 300 listens as of now with, um, I think it's 25 unique users, which is so cool to see. So wherever you are in listening to us, we appreciate you. And um, yeah, thank you so much for being on this journey with us. So we will hopefully get the next movie out. We've got the Avengers coming up and I am really excited to get into it. Thanks so much for being patient with us as we move through life over the last couple of weeks. It's been pretty wild. We appreciate you. Okay, bye.